Make sure you like, subscribe, and hit that bell icon. Hello, and welcome to Let's Sip and Talk with Prima. So today, this evening, we have a special guest, Josiah. He has been an Olympic gold medalist, and I cannot wait to speak with him about this. So without further ado, let's see what after striking Paralympic gold in 2008, Josiah Jameson knows he's a target, and he's ready for anything. Welcome to The Road to London, presented by Hilton Honors. Hello, everyone. I'm Rossi Morielli. Paralympic sprinter Josiah Jameson shied away from athletics as a child. Growing up as one of eight brothers, sports were a staple in the Jameson household. The boys excelled in football, baseball, and basketball, with one even making it to the NBA. Following in the footsteps of his brothers wasn't a likely option because Josiah suffered from retinitis pigmentosa, an eye disease that affects the retina, causing dark spots and a loss of peripheral vision. But then in 2003, Josiah found track, the sport that would forever change his life. What I feel like when I run is that it gives me a sense of peace, you know. I can escape the world for a little bit and just be myself. And I ain't got to worry about nothing, just go out and have fun, run, don't think about nothing. That's all. It gives us like a, it's a sense of, it's like a getaway. As a toddler, Josiah was determined to keep up with his brothers. But after unexplainable falling and repeated miscalculations, his vision became a topic of family concern. My mom, she said I used to walk around the house uh, trying to uh, walk around and find things, but I always used to bump into stuff. So she knew then that I had a problem with my vision. And when I went to the doctor, he said, yeah, I had uh, this condition called RP, which is uh, retinitis pigmentosa. What I see when I run is basically shadows. It's just like little dark spots sometimes. Uh, it's kind of hard to make it out. It's sometimes I have to stop to make sure that it is what it is. But most of the time, it's just shadows. Although Josiah's eyes have often caused him anguish, it was strained vision that helped to establish a lifelong friendship. I met Jerome in 2005, actually. Um, my first uh, Paralympic race was actually with Jerome in uh, 2005. And this guy's tall. I mean, he's like 6'5". I'm like, okay, you know, it's gonna be tough. I mean, he's, he's bigger than me. He's gonna be pushing me all around the track. When I'm running with my guide, it's, it's a lot easier. I'm a little more relaxed. Um, because I know he has full eyesight, so he's not going to let me run into nothing or nothing happen to me. Straight out the blocks. Let's drive, 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 drive. All right, stay up tall, stay up tall. Ten more meters, ten more meters. So we're doing the whole time I'm talking to him, letting him know where you're at. Okay, you're comfortable. Stay relaxed. You're comfortable. During that whole time, other athletes hear me talking. And if you're in front of Josiah, you're going to hear me. Here we come. We're coming. I don't worry about what I'm seeing. I just listen to him. That's it. He was there at the beginning, and I guess he's going to be there at the end. Josiah has learned to trust his guide 
his body, his instincts, and hopes that his trust will mirror or better his 08 Paralympic performance. I'm going to win. <laughs> I'm going to win. Uh, anything else doesn't matter. I just want to win. Uh, if they beat me, then they're going to have a fight on their hands. But my main goal is to win. Thanks for joining us. Check back tomorrow to see how American athletes are doing as they prepare for the Olympic and Paralympic Games of 2012. Don't forget to visit us on TeamUSA.org for all your latest news and updates. I'm Rossi Morielli. We'll see you soon. No, not me either. Gotta be quiet. Hi, 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 Josiah. That was very inspirational. I just wanted to start by saying that. And I want to dive right in, to be honest with you. Like, what gave you the courage to... I'm sorry, but I have to... Like, what gave you the courage to, like, even just... To even do what you're doing? I, I, I had to start with that question. Uh, Well, growing up in a household full of athletes, it's kind of like I, I really had no choice, <laughs> to be honest. Um, they gave, they gave me the courage, like my brothers, my mom. Um, so, you know, I had to stop being, uh, so it's kind of like you had to do it. <laughs> yes, ma'am. I had no choice. It's athletes in the house, so they're not going to let me just sit around. Well, that's true. And just for the viewers that's watching, um, Josiah's actually, I don't know if you guys remember Harold Jameson. Um, that's his brother. Um, Josiah is Harold's brother. So like he said, a house full of athletes. Um, so when did you know that you were so fast? Because watching this clip of you, I was like, wow, he's really fast. To be honest, I didn't even know. <laughs> wow. So when did you discover that? Like, were you in high school or were you like in the neighborhood competing against children running? Actually, I was in college uh, just going to school and I was just working out on the track. And uh, and a coach find me out on the track and tell me I should do track and field. Oh, wow. So, so I, was I already in college. had given up on sports. Yeah, I already had given up on sports. And you giving up because of, and I know I'm going to mess this up, retina or what was it called? Uh, well, it's short for RP, but it's called retinitis RP. pigmentosa. Okay. And, and when did that occur, Josiah, if you don't mind me asking? I was born with it. So it was, oh, so it is birth. something you're born with. Yeah. And I know you said that you would notice, like, you were be looking for stuff, but bumping into things. When did y'all actually notice that something, you know, just wasn't quite right? Well, my mom knew ever since I was like maybe turning a year old when I start to crawl and walk and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, that she would throw things uh for me to play with, like uh my toys and stuff, or trying to tell me where my toys are and I would bump in and stuff and never could find mm -hmm. it. Okay, so yeah. So if you don't, and again, anything I ask, because I do ask a lot of questions, anything I ask that you're not comfortable with, you do not have to respond. But how did that make you feel growing up? Like, it's in one eye, correct? Well, it's in both eyes. Um, oh. Yeah, it's hereditary. So I have the genetic trait from my mom. But growing up with it, uh, it was a challenge. 
because I was like the only person in the family like with a physical disability. Um, you know, when you're young, kids going to say things and, you know, do things because we're kids. Right, so, right. like, you know, calling me names and stuff. I think that was like the the biggest thing, the biggest issue is like going to school and knowing that I would have to have like be different from everybody else. Right. As far as like as far as classroom settings and things of that sort. I was I was always in a normal setting. My mom and my mom, my parents never wanted me to like go to a different school or a special school because it's like if you're going to make it in this world, you got to be normal and know how to be around everybody else who's normal. That's true. That's true. So let's push it forward a little bit. You know, you go through school, you're you're on the field, just kind of working out. They approach you about track. So did you feel like, how am I going to do this with my disability? Or you were like, well, let's go for it. I, at that point, you know, I already had the confidence in myself. You know, I was in college uh, doing good, uh, studying IT. Um, okay. When the coach approached me, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I'm I'm always fearless because there's nothing I won't try. You can ask my oh, brothers, well, awesome. you know. <laughs> so I was ready. I was ready to get into it. OK, so how did it like how did you go about it? Like, I guess because, you know, I'm, I'm oblivious to all, how all this works. So did you have someone guiding you? I know they mentioned Jerome. Like, how did that all play a part? How did that happen? Um. Well, uh, I moved out here in uh, Chula Vista, which is San Diego, California. Okay. okay. Um, uh, me and Jerome got together out here um, once I started training at the Olympic Training Center out here. So every every day, like we used to get up in the morning, eat breakfast. It's like a routine. Like we go to practice, uh, you know, running around the track together telling me uh different different cadences or when to like pick up my speed like okay. you know it's a long day and it's uh so it's like you have a hard. shadow with you all day like you had someone that was with you all day so y'all can kind of is that bonding you know so when you're on that track he'll be able to guide you and help you out yes oh yeah. How was that? How was that to have somebody with? Is that is Jerome? And I, I'm sorry if you didn't mention this and I, I missed it. Is Jerome someone you just met through all of this, or you knew Jerome, or only when you oh, moved to San Diego? I met him. I met him through all this. I met a. I, uh, I have several uh, guide runners that I have that okay. I've had. Um, Jerome was my first one when I started running track. And, and for the ones that don't know uh, exactly what is a guide runner, like are they in your ear when you're running or they're running with you? Uh, so they, they're running with me side by side. Oh. So what it is, yeah. So what it is, uh, we use this tether that, that connects us like through our hands or our wrist. So as okay. I'm running, he has to run right along with me. He has to be just as fast as me. That's that's exactly what I was going to ask you because now you're putting your fate in in someone else's hands. Yeah, basically. Wow, wow, I'm, I'm speechless to be honest with you. So he actually run like every every competition you're in, he's in. Yeah, y'all went this thing together. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow! Do you have to like um have a okay? I know this is a crazy question. Like a liking to the person, like y'all have to have some type of connection to be able to succeed together, right? Or it's just basically business. 
Um, it's a little bit of both. Um, I think as a guide runner, you have to be able to uh be a friend and a guide because you know we putting all our trust in you. So right, it definitely helps to have a relationship outside of uh outside of track and about business. Cause uh, like Jerome, Jerome is my uh my daughter's godfather. So. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So that's awesome to know, and that's awesome that you met someone that you can actually trust. So you compare to a lot of other people. You know, a lot of people aren't very trusting, to be honest with you. So you learn to trust people in this aspect. You know, that's a that's a gift because you have to trust your God runner. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh. That's pretty interesting, though. Boom. Um, the co-host had a good question. Have you ever had a guide runner or ever thought like, okay, my guide runner run as fast as me. How do I know he don't want to get out there himself, you know, and compete or compete against me if possible or anything like that? Oh, we, I, uh, we do that all the time. Um, <laughs> my guide runner, Jerome, actually was uh, competing uh, to make their regular Olympic team as well. Oh, okay. Well, that's interesting to know. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Some athletes, some of the guys do want to compete on their own, which they do. Mm-hmm. Um, but usually most guy runners are just here to help us and, and guide us on the track. Well, that's nice. So, Jerome, when you win those competitions, when you re- win that track race, does Jerome go up there with you or is just you on that stand? Nah, it's it's me and him. Whoever my oh, guy runner is, we we both are out there. Like we put in the work together, so we're gonna accept oh, this award together. So when you mention about the wrist thing, what does that entail? Like, is this t- saying like, okay, like slow down? I need to slow down, speed up. Like, what is the the touch and tells when you're running? Um, so we have cues. So like, if I'm in the blocks, you know, and and I'm getting ready to drive out, as soon as I hear that gun. You know, my guy running would be like, drive, drive, drive. That lets me know I'm still in my drive phase. Okay. And then after my drive phase, he's like, ease up, ease up. So that means like I'm coming out of my drive phase. Mm-hmm. And then he was, he go, uh, after, after I'm out my drive phase and upright running, he was like, let's go, let's go. So that lets so me that know. So that means take it out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what do you run, Josiah? Like, are you like a 200, a 100, a what what do you uh I do the hundred, two hundred okay. and four hundred. Oh the four hundred. Yeah. I did I that one year and I like to pass out. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Not on the four hundred, uh, that was on the two hundred. <laughs> I passed out one year on the two hundred, Jerome. But I was in first place. I think yeah, I gave it my all and I, I did too much. <laughs> slid across the line. You never fell out <laughs> running, did you? Nah. Well, I had a one incident in 2011 when I was like a little bit under the weather, a um, little bit mm-hmm. dehydrated, um, and I passed out in a 400 race at World Championships. That's about it. Yeah, I, I was, I was out there. I was going. Yeah, Mama Herfin brought me my asthma phone. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, track, track, track to me, I love it. But you know, it can haunt you. You know, to lose, and I guess that's with any sport. Um, to lose or something like that. We were doing the, um, I believe it's called the 400-yard dash when you pass the the one and we messed it up. And still to this day, 20, 25 years later, 
it haunts me that we messed up on that past. So <laughs> it could definitely haunt you. So how did you know? Did you know you were going to make it to the Olympics? Like, is that something you try out for? Yeah. Um, you know, we have the Olympic trials and, uh, you know, it's other athletes that are competing as well, trying to make the team. So uh, it's basically like a big competition once every four years. Um, everybody gets together to try to compete to make the team to go to, to the games. To the games. Oh, wow. So you had the pleasure of actually competing against people all over to go to the Olympics. Yeah. How did that feel? Uh, it feels great, you know. Uh, it's a sense of accomplishment, uh, knowing that I'm the best in my field. So, <laughs> a lot of people can't say that I'm the best in my field, best in my area, the best at what I do. I so that's right. yeah, that's amazing. Like I, you know, it gives me chills that to have the opportunity to even sit down and have a conversation with you. You know, you actually made it through. How? how Many people would you say you actually compete with to go to the Olympics? Hey, little man. Say that again. How many people would you say you actually compete against to actually make it to the Olympics? Like how many trials you have to go through? What do you have to go through to get there? So we have different rounds. Uh, in each round, you uh, I probably ran against maybe 25, 30 people throughout the whole the whole ordeal. In one race. I'm sorry. I missed it. I do apologize. I kind of froze a little bit. You said during you have about five, you said? I'm sorry. No, so it's just me and like eight other people oh, on the track. Froze. Can you hear me? Okay, now I can hear you. I'm sorry. Couldn't hear you before. Gotcha. So uh, I can hear you now. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah. Okay. Uh oh, I think right. we froze. Can I go ahead now? You good? You good? Somebody don't want us. We're having just a little technical difficulties. I don't know if you guys can hear me. I do apologize about this. I can hear you. Yeah, it's me. It's my hand. Oh, let me see if I cut my own. Come on. I did. I did. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm -mm. Are we good now? I think we are. Okay. Can you hear? Okay, I do apologize about that. I don't know what happened. What's that mean? Okay. Okay. Talk, talk, talk now. Talk okay. Now. Can you hear 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 me now, Josiah? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, I do apologize about that. I really do. Um, I was asking, like, exactly what is it you have to go through to compete to become an uh, Olympic gold medalist, or to become, or to go into the Olympics? I'll put it that way. Um, basically, we go through rounds, so you have 
quarterfinals, semifinals, prelims. So it's like four different rounds that we go through um, to make it to the final round. And then the final round is usually like eight people in a race or nine. So during those, when you're working it up to the four or five rounds, how many people are in each round? Round, I would say at least maybe 30 to 40 people per round. Depends on how many people enter into the event. So let me ask you. So it's 30 people, give or take. Is it like I go against you, then you won? You go against the next person or no? It's like a full-on track competition, like five or six runners at a time, and may the best man win. Oh, it's like a track competition. Okay, okay. <laughs> that makes like sense. Each, each round has this different criteria. <laughs> like the first round, like say if we have five heats in one round, so it'll yeah. be like the top, the top three in each heat advance to the next round or something like that. Got you, got you. So let me ask you, um, you you're doing these competitions, you know, you you're trying out for the Olympics. What feeling did you get when they said your name? Like you're going, or how did that work? Do they announce you and say, Josiah, you're going to the Olympics? Like, or do you get a call on the phone? Oh <laughs> uh, no, uh at, usually after uh we have our trials. So we had this little banquet and they uh oh. they were named the team afterwards. Okay, for the U.S. No. I think that's what it is, right? For the U.S., we have yes. Josiah. Woo! Did you cry? Nah. No. <laughs> nah. That was a big accomplishment. You know them eyeballs had switched. <laughs> 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 oh God! Like that—that that would have been huge. I think I would have shed a tear or two or something. <laughs> That's amazing, yeah. though. So, what year was this? What year did you make it to the Olympics? Uh, two thousand eight. Well, it's actually not the Olympics, the Paralympics. The Paralympics, Paral still, yeah. still, just Jeez. stood. Still, to me, it is still yes, same thing. <laughs> okay, the Paralympics. So, two thousand and eight. That's amazing. So, what are you doing now, Josiah? Like, are you helping others? Are you inspiring others? You know. To do the same, what are, what are you doing now? Well, I'm doing a lot. Um, I'm obviously still com trying to compete for one more year because I really wanted to go to Tokyo. Okay. Um, but with the whole COVID thing, it kind of like put it on hold. So I don't know what the future holds for that. Since I'm right. in a lighter part of my career, I'm getting a little older now. <laughs> so, so when you say Tokyo, was the, Olymp the Olympics going to be held in Tokyo this year? Yeah. Yeah. So you made it. You were going to the Olympics again this year. Well, I was on track to make the team to go to Tokyo. Oh, and then the whole COVID kind of. So we don't know what's going to. Ooh. So when you do, when they do start this back up, I plan to travel there to see. <laughs> I plan to be there with my camera. <laughs> okay. Come off the field. I need an interview. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, um, we have a question. Um, co-host April said, if you don't mind her asking and you don't have to answer, how old are you? 38. I'm 38. Okay. Now, what is the cutoff? Um, what's age? the cutoff age for? Uh, usually for sprinters, it all depends uh, on your uh, on your physical your well-being. Your shape, <laughs> yeah. Uh, for me, 
you know, since I started the the track and field a little bit late, so I'm able to last a little bit longer. Okay. So mm-hmm. for 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 people, you know, like you said, sprinters and stuff, they normally start out kind of young, huh? And you started in college. Yeah. So he's trying to break records all the way. He's breaking records all the way around. Uh, wow. I'm trying to. <laughs> do you think I see a little man coming up? Do you think he's gonna be a, a runner or anything in the in the athletic field? Say it again. I said, do you think your little man's gonna be in the athletics into athletics? Um, no, uh, my daughter. Yeah. Oh, your daughter. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. So you think she's gonna be into track or basketball or anything? Oh uh, yes, ma'am. Uh, she yeah. goes. She goes to practice with me every day. Oh wow! How old is she? Four. Four, and she's practicing already. She got definitely going to be in the Olympics. She got it. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Well, hey, hon. Hey. <laughs> That's amazing. What do you do to keep in shape, Josiah? Like, do you work out every day? Do you run every day? Yeah. Um. I do. I run every day. Pie metrics. Try to eat right. Um, I also lift weights three times a week. You know, uh, we have a, a how you say a, a long day of training. That's the only way I can put it. Every day. Every day. Wow! It takes a special person to be so dedicated. Cause I'm not her. Yeah. Wow. He has a different drive. Yeah, he definitely I mean, has a drive to do all this. Everything. You're I mean, 38. Your bone's supposed to be hurting. <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. Maybe one, once I stop being so active in the active. sport. And, and you, know. you know, we still we should work out all the time, regardless of our age. So that's amazing. <laughs> you know, keep up the great work. It is something else I wanted to ask you, and it slipped my mind. It's going to come back. I know it is. It was a good question too. He's giving but anyway, me hope for as old as I well, am. Well, he's been working out though. So what you're saying? I, it's too late. That's to something start. you would have to keep doing, right? You had to. Oh, I know what it was. I knew it'll come back. What is your um your um time for the hundred yard dash? Is it less than eleven? Oh yeah. Yes. Uh, my fastest time that I ever ran was like ten seventy eight. And that's pretty fast, like for most blind individuals. Ain't pretty fast. That's fast. <laughs> I don't even know if I could get a 12. 12, 13. Definitely not now. I can be chill. Oh, no, I can't do it now. I feel like my whole inside is falling out. <laughs> wow, that's that's fast. That's real fast. When And I hate to go back when we already talked about this, but with Jerome, is that something you, he had to run so y'all can match times, right, to make sure y'all were good for each other? Yeah, he has to run like uh I think when I was running with Jerome, Jerome was running like ten flat. That's fast. Ten seconds. How old is Jerome? How old is Jerome? Uh now Jerome is like maybe in the I don't want to say his say his age, he but he's up there. He, yeah. Oh no, I gotta start going to the gym. I gotta I gotta do better. I, I feel better. bad. Wow. Mean to say, if I would have kept this up since seventh grade, I would have been in good shape right now. Well, your mama made Junior Olympics. My wow. was with Jesse Owens. I didn't know any of this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, Josiah, I don't want to hold you too long, you know, tonight. 
or whatever. But I did, you know, I appreciate the honor of even talking to you. You know, you sharing your journey with us. Is there anything else that you would like to share with us, with the viewers that's going to watch later? Because a lot of them, they come back and watch. So is there anything um, you would want to share? Yeah. Uh, so, you know, during this whole COVID time, you know, I had a, I had a chance to, like, sit down and rethink what's my next step at the uh, at the track and field. So I've been I've been working on a book. So um, I might be coming out with a book next year that's called Vision of a Man. Oh, wow. OK. And without telling the whole gist of it, can you give us just a little bit of, of what it's about? Um, basically, it's just about uh, how society see what a man is or, you know, what they think a man should be. But um, I'm going to put a little twist to it to how uh, a man is supposed to be through my vision, like through my eyesight. Mm. So, so it's going to be like I love it. Okay. Well, make sure as soon as that book hit, I know it's going to be successful. Um, you know, we, we definitely got to have you back on to discuss it and all that good stuff. And what I want to do once it, it drops, once it launches, I want to get it. I want to read it so we can discuss it together. Okay. Yeah, so just let me know when that's ready to be bought so I can get one so we can, you know, I can read it and then we can discuss it on the next show. Yes, ma'am. All right. Thank you so much, Josiah. Again, I appreciate it. You guys that's listening, make sure you guys share this video. It's very inspirational. It lets you know that you can do whatever you set your heart to do. Josiah, thank you so much. And as we always say on Let's Sip and Talk with Freema, peace and love. Bye, cutie. Thank you. Thank you.